What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. Today is March 8th, 2021. It is a beautiful Monday in Chicago, Illinois. It, we've got into the 60s today. I even went down to walk to the barbershop, get a nice haircut, you know, all faded up, looking good. We love to see it, baby. Uh, do whatever you can to stay safe, stay quarantined, you know, wear your mask, do all that good stuff, but have a good time because, you know, this, this nice weather might not be here forever. Um, you know, Chicago is a very tricky beast when it comes to March and April. Like we really don't know next week we can have 10 feet of snow and then, you know, seventies here on out. We, we really don't know. Um, but just have a great time. The next few days are supposed to be very nice, very luxurious, be safe, have fun. Um, and just wear your mask. But anyways, we got some amazing content for you today. We got Blake Griffin signing a veteran deal. I believe it's a minimum year deal, um, contract wise. So, you know, veterans, veteran minimum. Um, with the Brooklyn Nets, Andre Drummond is planning, if bought out, might go to the Lakers. We got the Chicago Cubs, Jake Arrieta and Miguel Amaya making their big league appearances um, in spring training. We love to see that. Jake Arrieta looked amazing. Miguel Amaya got a hit. I believe he got a run as well. Um, he was the DH spot on Sunday's game, if I'm not mistaken. It wasn't televised, but I will read you the stats. Zach Davies looked amazing today in the Cubs' victory, 9-0. I believe it was against the Texans. Um, they played the Diamondbacks on Sunday. They won, or they lost 4-5. They won today, though, 9-0. You love to see that. They beat the Brewers on Saturday, 3-1. Um, on Friday, they lost 10-4. Very unfortunate, but it is what it is. Um, you know, pitching just didn't look great. It's spring training. Who cares? But let's just say this. First of all, we're going to start talking about it. Blake Griffin going to the Brooklyn Nets. All of this to stop LaMelo Ball. I mean, come on, baby. I mean, you know, he's the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time. Um, nah, but in all seriousness, um, I do hate the fact that people are starting to say all this to beat LeBron. That is not the case at all. I mean, Blake Griffin isn't doing that to help beat LeBron. Blake Griffin is doing that so he can get a ring. If he felt like he could have gone to the Lakers to win a championship, he would have. But I feel like everyone is starting to get this idea that with adding Blake Griffin, it just makes it so much more interesting because not only did the not only did the Nets need another big, because DeAndre Jordan is great, you know, Joe Harris is great, and Kevin Durant is great, but it's one of those things where you just have that extra big where you can't leave, you know, you can't leave Blake Griffin open. You can't. Um, that's just a fact. Like, whether you like him or not, whether you say, oh, he hasn't dunked in two years or whatever have you, however many days, that's, that may be true. But the fact of the matter is no one's going to be guarding him. You got to pick from the three. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. So obviously you have to double one of them. Maybe even double two of them. That leaves DeAndre Jordan, Joe Harris, whichever one, um, or Blake Griffin. They're both, I mean, Blake Griffin ain't no scrub. Joe Harris is arguably the best shooter on the team. You know, DeAndre Jordan can get it done. It's one of those things where, man, these, this team's going to be deep. Especially when you think about going into next year when they get Spencer Dinwiddie back. Oh, my God. They're going to be so good. Um, and, and free agency as well. Who knows who else they get? They could get other guys on veteran deals. They could grab Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose can move from, you know, um, <laughs> with the Knicks to the Nets. I mean, I would if I was him, but, you know, we, we really don't know what's going to happen with that. But um, it's looking very interesting. This Nets team is obviously the championship favorite for the East. Um, altogether, here's what I'm going to say. It all matters on what happens with COVID, what happens, you know, anything can happen. James Harden could miss the finals due to COVID. You know, God forbid, knock on wood. You really don't know, though. Like, that's the craziest part. They would have to do a bubble. They would have to figure out what's going on with that. Um, because, you know, you can't have guys missing finals games like you are seeing with Kevin Durant and others. 
Um, you know, it, and it all honestly matters for me, the Lake Show with the Lakers. Are they going to be able to compete with Anthony Davis not at 110%? That's why I think they're waiting so long for Anthony Davis to get healthy. They want him at 110%. But here's the real question. Whether he comes back or not, as you know, after the All-Star break, if they, make, if they wait a little bit longer, is he ever going to be 110% the rest of this season? Is there something lingering there? I hope it's not an Achilles injury um, or an ACL or anything like that. But, you know, it's obviously something very serious. Um, we really don't know what it could be. We really don't know or have an idea of, um, you know, like the main, the main reason why he's out. Like, it's kind of weird. It's because it's it's one of those things where it's just precautionary, but you also feel like there there's more to it. Like they always say, it's a calf strain with Kevin Durant, but I feel like this is Achilles because they say that all the time. You know, the same thing with AD. Um, but you know, we we hope for the best, and you know, you don't wish an injury upon anybody because. Here's the fact of the matter that we're going to transition into talking about the Lakers grabbing Andre Drummond. And here's the big thing about that. Here's why this works. Andre Drummond is the big they need right now. They need somebody to grab rebounds. They need LeBron James to, you know, be able to get a little bit more time off because he's getting all these rebounds and getting all these assists. He's really just felicitating this offense right now, facilitating this offense. I'm sorry. Um, I always say that. But it's uh, it's very interesting to me, and it's very interesting to think what could happen if they add Andre Drummond. Um, you know, you would have a lineup. LeBron James, now this is not in any particular order, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying all these guys are going to be at the positions they are. Um, but it would be LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma, uh, Andre Drummond, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. Um, who else you got on there? You got uh, Alex Caruso and others. And, um, I mean... It, I forget, Dennis Schroeder, you have him, um, Montrose Harrell. I mean, it's a pretty solid team. It's pretty stacked. That would be very OP if you could add Harrell, Davis, and Drummond. That's nuts. That re- the rebounding would be insane. It really would, um, whether or not AD is fully healthy or not. So that's one of my biggest things and biggest priorities going into this right now. Um, I think it's one of the most interesting things about it is, though, could they compete with the with the Nets and with Steve Nash? I mean, you, you really don't know because we really don't know how good Steve Nash is going to be. Steve Nash is an amazing Hall of Fame talent, one of the best point guards to do it, top 10 of all time for sure. Um, but the way he reads offenses and the way he reads the Lakers offense, do you think they could possibly beat the Net, or beat the Lakers in a seven-game series? I think it's very possible, especially if, you know, Anthony Davis isn't fully healthy. You also have... DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin used to be teammates, so they're going to be able to click very quickly. I think a lot quicker than people realize. Um, Blake Griffin is obviously not going to be the Blake, the six-time All-Star that we all know he once was. But when you're surrounded by three Hall of Famers and DeAndre Jordan, who potentially is a Hall of Famer as well, and you have a Hall of Fame coach, they're going to make you look good. And you're going to want to actually play for something for the first time in a very long time because Detroit was ass. The Clippers did not do you justice. Um... And that's just the fact of the matter. And I think they're still not even done. I think they still could make a couple moves in free agency. Um, I'm not sure where J.R. Smith is right now. But if I was LeBron James, I would pick him up. Just because it's an extra shooter. You really don't know what's going to happen with anybody. Um, But also, I mean, if I'm the Nets, I pick up J.R. Smith. I think that's someone interesting you can go after. Jeremy Lin is looking for a job. Kyle Korver, I know he said he wants to spend more time with family from what I heard. But I mean, I would ask him, Kyle... Listen, you spent a lot of time with your family. We're asking you for one final run. We just a couple more months, and then you're good. We're going to get you this ring. I would do it. I mean, he already has a ring, if I'm not mistaken. He had one with Cleveland. Um, yeah, he had one with Cleveland. I believe it was, like, what, 2016? Um, but 2015 or 2016, it was one of those years. It was the years they beat the Warriors from that 3-1 lead or whatever. Um, but anyways, 
that's one of the most interesting things to me moving forward. Um, we have a couple more conversations we're going to talk about. One of these things being how much impact do I think this really makes for the Nets going forward. Um, Playoff-wise, I think it, it means a lot. It means a lot to have the depth because Kyrie Irving not only you know is going to be able to get a couple breathers here and there because he's not going to be as dominant with shooting. Um, you're going to be able to space the floor better. You're going to be able to get better rebounds because Blake Griffin is a big man. I forget how tall he actually is. Um, I'll look that up for you right now. But it's one of those things where I just think, you know, when you're that tall, there's really nothing you can do about it. He's 6'9", exactly. I mean, the number one overall pick in 2009. It's insane to me to think that this team's actually legit. Like, if you would have told me 10 years ago that this team were together, I would say you were insane and it's a cheat code. But it's one of those things where, you know, it's it's just that's how it is nowadays and there's nothing else you can really do about it. But that's all I really have to say about that. Really happy for Blake Griffin. The man deserves a ring. Um, you know, Andre Drummond, we're going to find out what's going to happen with that situation, hopefully in the next couple weeks. I mean, we really don't know when he could be bought out. It could be towards the closer to the end of the season. It could not be this season at all. But I really hope not because, you know, I would hate for his talent just to be wasted sitting on the bench, not playing at all. Um, but that's all I really got for that. Next transition we're going to be talking about is Dak Prescott. This just happened tonight. Um, Dak Prescott actually just got signed to a four-year, $160 million deal um, by the Dallas Cowboys. He got extended. Finally, they thought I thought they were going to franchise tag him again, um, which makes him, I believe, the second highest paid uh, quarterback, if I'm not mistaken. It goes Patrick Mahomes. Um... Let me let me actually find the list. The list is actually Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, um, Russell Wilson. Then I believe it's Aaron Rodgers and somebody else. Aaron Rodgers and I think Matthews. It, it no Aaron Rodgers and Jared Goff. It was Aaron Rodgers and Jared Goff tied, I believe, or it was Matthew Stafford. It was one of them. Um, but that that's the list of the quarterbacks getting paid right now. Dak is getting somewhere around like forty million dollars a year, if I'm not mistaken, or thirty five. Um, that's, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of, Jerry's really banking on that, but I mean, it's not that much money if he plays the the potential he was at, at the beginning of the year. That's what's very interesting to me. Now that obviously means that the Bears are out on Dak Prescott. Um, so that really just leaves it really to Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. I mean, you know, unless you're Ryan Pace, then, you know, we're probably looking at Sam Darnold or Jimmy Garoppolo or Teddy Bridgewater right now, but for me or Jameis Winston, but, um, for me, I think it's Russell Wilson all the way. And we have a couple conversations we're going to be having as well about Russell Wilson and what he was just left out of with, this, with the Seahawks. Um, if you didn't know, I actually got notified by my boy Adam today, um, and I saw it prior to that too. Russell Wilson was suspiciously left out of the letter to fans. The Seahawks left him out of it. Um, so what that tells me, and I, I just want to clarify it because we're not going to touch on it for too long um, this is going to be a shorter video than normal because there's not that much going on today. You know, the All-Star game did happen. Zach Levine looked great. Zion had amazing dunks. I heard LeBron only had four points. Giannis won MVP of the All-Star game. Um, now all we need him to do is go to the finals and win finals MVP, and he will have every MVP trophy possible. Um, Steph Curry won three-point competition. Uh, Simons from the Portland Trailblazers won the dunk competition, which was very weak. Um, it was very boring. Not Simon's, but just the dunk competition as a whole. I, I know a shit ton of people from Export that would have been more entertaining than watching that one. Obi Toppin at the end just completely gave up and did a weak-ass dunk. Um, very weak, in my opinion. It was it was very unfortunate. I thought, he, I thought he started off very strong.
especially that stuff he did with his father. That was so dope. But um, I did like the new rule where they just pick a winner instead of scoring because then it makes it easier for the second guy to actually get a fair shake. Uh, usually you just have to one up the other guy, but I don't. I don't think it should go that way. You just pick the winner. Um, and I think they chose right. I think Simmons Simon's winning was very professional. Did you Did you guys notice that they kept calling him Simmons? That's why I keep saying that. I, I wanted to talk about it. They keep calling him Simmons. And I was like, man, they keep correcting these guys, all the judges and stuff, and the announcers and Shaq and all them, and they just keep saying it. And it's it kind of disrespectful, but it is what it is. Um, they know him now. and um, But it's one of those things where I just think it could have been a lot better. But for me, what was I talking about? Um, yeah, there's not that much to talk about is what I was trying to say. You know, the All-Star game was great. Zach Levine was so happy to see him play. He looked great. He looked like he was having so much fun. Um, Zion looked, I mean, had some lobs that were just nasty. Um, you know, Damian Lillard and Steph Curry draining half court shots. It was, it was great to see, you know, you finally get to see the Ohio boys and Steph Curry and LeBron James play together with, with Giannis Antetokounmpo. It was, it was just so much fun. I wish Kevin Durant was, would have been able to play. Um, that would have been a lot of fun as well, but it is what it is. Um, but next topic I do want to say, um, yeah, we were talking about Russell Wilson. I'm sorry, I totally tweaked. The Russell Wilson thing to me, what it means. So I was talking. What did I exactly say to my boy Adam? I said, what this means is I don't think it means that you know they're trying to get rid of Russell and they don't want him to be a part of the team anymore. Because that's what a lot of people think that means. I think that means there's beef. Um, for me, that just means listen. Until we get this resolved, until we have this conversation, I think you should just leave me out of anything Seahawks related. You know, keep me updated on the roster and in the playbooks and all and the practices and all that conditioning stuff. Um, but anything else, just leave me out of it. Give me some time with my wife and just let me do my own thing. That's how I perceive it. That's how I look at it. Um, also, he just might not have want, been interested in doing it. I mean, he he's you know having issues with Pete Carroll in the front office right now. I mean, maybe not Pete Carroll, but I imagine he's a part of the decision-making that he wants to be a part of. Um, so for me, it's kind of like, you know, if you don't want me to be a part of the organization's decisions, I don't want to be a part of what the organization's doing with other things. So I think it's a little bit blown out of proportion that they left him out of there. I think it's not as serious as people think. Um, but I definitely do think that means that things are, have not been resolved. I definitely think that means, you know, they are not communicating well um, and there definitely could be a trade soon, and maybe it's to the Bears. Maybe it's definitely not to the Cowboys. Um, the Saints are in financial hell, and what was the other one? The Raiders. I guess the Raiders could make a move for them. They could give up Derek Carr. Um, I'd rather they not, but you know we'll have to see what happens with that in the draft. But I'm really hoping for the Bears. I'm really pulling for them. I'm hoping this is a big part of everything. Um, for the future of this team. And honestly, as long as Roquan Smith is not a part of the deal, I am fine with it um, because that man is Brian Urlacher 2.0. Um, but, and maybe more. But it's one of those things where, you know, we just have to take it with a grain of salt and move on from it. Next up, let's talk about the Cubs, baby. Cubs looked good. Cubs looked very good, matter of fact. Um, first, we're going to talk about the Miguel Amaya, Jake Arrieta start against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Right now, I'm going to pull it up. Um, yeah, right here. Let me find it. Miguel Amaya, one hit, one run, and in two at bats. I mean, an amazing, an amazing game for him. I'm so happy for him. This kid's gonna be the future of the league, um, catcher wise. I think there's so much young talent. He's only like 19, 20 years old. Jake Arrieta, two innings pitched, one hit, one walk. Looked great. Um, zero strikeouts, but I mean, he got out of there clean. Alzali, one and a half inning works. Um, four hits, five errors. 
two two uh two walks, which is very unfortunate. Workman looked good, one hit, two sh- two strikeouts in one innings of work. Um, Chafin one inning, three strikeouts looked great. Um, very happy from that. Very happy from that. We did get the loss, but it is what it is. Anthony Rizzo looked great. Two RBIs. I believe he had a home run to a monster one. Wilson Contreras had one as well. Chris Bryant still kind of struggling. Got walked once, um, in two at bats. It's, it's very interesting. Javier Baez hit a monster home run today. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was a great game. Cubs all around. We're looking good. Um, Zach Davies, three innings pitched, my guy. Three innings pitched. Let me read you the stat line completely. Three innings pitched, one walk, zero hits, zero strikeouts. That is, like, absurd. Rex Brothers, one inning pitched, two strikeouts. Looked good. Um, But I'm so happy to hear that. I'm so happy to hear that about him. Um, we, I mean, we traded a Cy Young candidate in U Darvish. And hopefully, you know, U Darvish... I'm not saying hopefully he doesn't pan out and be amazing as he was, but like if he does underachieve and Zach Davies overachieves than he did last year, which he had an amazing year last year, don't get me wrong. Um, if he's anything of what he was, I think we won the trade completely because we also got Jock Peterson, who's looking amazing. Um, an amazing upgrade from Kyle Schwarber so far. So far. Um, Nico Horner's looking more amazing than ever. I mean, the, the man drove it. He got two hits today. Um... One run in three at-bats. Looked great. One RBI. Chris Bryant, you know, still only one hit in three at-bats. Kind of rough. Anthony Rizzo, Ian Happ looked good. Um, Javier Baez with a home run. He had three RBIs and three at-bats. He had two hits. It it was just a great day all around. David Bodie looked great. Three at-bats, zero hits. Unfortunate. Um, But he, he looks great. He looks healthy. He looks bigger. We're really happy to see that from him. Um... There's so much more going on. I think I'm just so excited for this team to grow and see so much more of them. I'm just so it's just you really don't know what this team could be. We really don't know what they're going to be made of. Um, but I'm really excited for it. And I think Jake Arrieta looking like his old self. I mean, if we see more of that and Miguel Amaya starting to come into his own as the DH. I wish the NL had the DH this year because I think Miguel or Brennan Davis definitely could come up and just get some work uh, later on in the year, maybe like August, September. But it would be very nice to have that. Um, I think honestly, my biggest piece going into 2021 for the Cubs is Nico Horner, though. I think Nico Horner has made such a huge jump. Ian Happ made a huge jump last year. If we can have those two just start moving and just start getting the ball moving and, you know, Jock Peterson coming in and Chris Bryant having something to prove, um, knowing he, you know, he wants to prove all the haters wrong. He doesn't want, you know, people to think he's washed or anything like that. Javier Baez, Finally getting fans back. Cubs announced finally 20% capacity for Lori Lightfoot announced for baseball. The White Sox and Cubs included. Uh, guaranteed rate. Wrigley Field will have fans. It'll be around 8,000 fans, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and maybe full capacity by mm, maybe the end of the year. Who knows? We really don't know. Um, but with the vaccines and stuff going the way it is, who knows? Um, but it would be nice. It would be really nice if we can somehow get to full capacity again or anything close to that. Um, I have no idea. I have no insight. I have nothing like that to know that. Um, but it's just, it's just how I assume it's going to play out. I mean, I imagine football is going to be full capacity by the beginning of next year or at least 70%. Um, but yeah, that's all I really got for you guys today. Thank you guys for listening. Um, one last thing I do want to point out is I will be only posting, you know, when things are really relevant now, because it has been a little bit slow lately. Can't lie to you. Uh, I think you guys noticed that as well. Everything's been a little bit slower. Haven't been interviewing as many people because, you know, it's the season time and people are doing stuff and 
it's just a it's just a very unfortunate time because you know the holidays and all that and you know spring training so i'm not going to be talking to brennan davis for a little bit um riley thompson tim jennings are all people i'm planning on talking to very soon but until then stay tuned thank you guys for listening i love the support merch is coming out very soon so stay tuned for that um but anyways thank you guys for listening this is mike hughes from mike on the mic peace out god bless have an amazing day